Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here's your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. I am your host, John Cutton, and I'm gonna do things a little differently today. It is me, myself, and I, for the first time ever. And you know, really, this is impromptu and uh, had some thoughts from a couple of coaching sessions that I did recently and couldn't think of anyone better to actually interview than myself. So here I am. I decided to uh, interview myself and talk to myself. So this will be a shorter one than usual, maybe 15, maybe 20 minutes, somewhere along those lines, but I think it'll be super impactful. So I hope everybody uh, enjoys and let's get into it. Interestingly, I, um, I've i done two coaching sessions in the last two or three weeks with pretty successful advisors. And interestingly enough, they're both struggling with the exact same thing. So I thought lots of our listeners might also find this beneficial. And really, when I peel back the onion a little bit, what it really boils down to is having difficulty going from working in the business to actually working on the business. And you know we've hit this a little bit in the podcast, but I wanted to just talk through some of what these two advisors are contending with and really start to have some dialogue about how you as an advisor can go from spending 100% of your time working on your business to making small changes to ultimately build a true enterprise type business and grow beyond just yourself, so to speak. So each of these advisors are almost identical, both doing somewhere between a million and a million five in annual revenue. And both are the, I'll say the, the only real advisor in the business. Each of them have one staff person and each of them have one, I'll call it junior advisor. However, that junior advisor has not yet really been able to elevate and and become a true client-facing advisor that is giving the time and energy back to, you know, I'll call it my client, the lead advisor. So if any of you find yourself in a similar situation, I think you're going to find this super helpful. You know, it starts, and this is the advice that I've been giving to the folks that I coach, It really starts with having the right, it starts with what is it that you're looking to do in your business? I wanna really go a little deeper than usual into this in that a lot of times advisors will tell me that they wanna change and that they want to ultimately be in a position that they can outsource and delegate and not be the only person in their firm working with clients, but yet they're, for lack of better words, control freak nature and their ability or lack of ability to let go stands in their way of actually doing that. So the first thing that I encourage each of these advisors to do is to look three years out. And if you're listening in and you find yourself in a similar scenario, I'd say look three years out and say, if I'm this million dollar producer, million and a half dollar producer, wherever you might be, and I want to double my business, I want to become a $2 million or a $3 million producer. Well, the things that you do today 
things that you're doing today, are they going to actually get you to where you want to go? And I'm just a big believer that in order to go from a million to two or two to three, you have to create more than one advisor on your team. And that is not the easiest thing to do if you've never ultimately done it before. So first thing I want you to do is say, what do I want my business to look like in three years? And where do I actually want to spend my time? Now, if where you want to spend your time is meeting with clients and spending all of your time and energy meeting with clients, and you don't have a desire or uh, an affinity, let's say, to develop the person on your team so that he or she can become client facing, if you don't have a desire to be in a position that you are working on the business development side, looking for inorganic and organic ways to grow, then my advice to you would be just keep doing what you're doing. Because the reality of it is if your passion is around only working with clients, it will be difficult unless you change your behavior to actually grow a business just beyond yourself. It's like a dog chasing its tail. You can't develop others. You can't put systems and processes in place if you don't carve out the time to so start with where you want to be in three years, right? Give yourself a reasonable assessment and then work backwards. This is what I did in my practice probably you know a dozen plus years ago and said, what do I want it to look like in three years? Once you know what you want it to look like in three years, you've got to go back to reality today and say, what are the things that I do every week, every day, that I can actually hold myself accountable to start to bring that vision to life three years down the road. And chances are, if you have, if this is where you've been stuck, like the two advisors I'm coaching, the reality of the situation is it's likely never going to change unless you begin to change your habits. So you've all heard me talk a little bit, and I interviewed Paul Latham several podcasts back, and we talked about what, what Paul calls vision, plan, and desire. Have a vision, as Paul would say it in his brilliant uh, accent, write plans, and then desire is to actually measure those plans and make sure that you are executing on those leading indicators. Again, as a refresher, a leading indicator are the things that you do today that don't necessarily give you a result, but that activity will bring the result 90 days, six months, three years down the road. So if you, again, if you think about it from that perspective, what are the things that you need to do? So I'm going to give you three or four different uh, pieces of advice that I gave these advisors. Number one, share your vision, right? Have a written business plan in place that looks out three years down the road and then ultimately carve that down to a one-page plan. And in that one-page plan, all I want you to focus on is where you will be in 12 months as it relates specifically to having another advisor in your practice begin to serve clients. That's the first step. Second step is to calendar these activities. So when I think about these activities, here are a handful of things that you need to do. Number one, you need to carve out time to properly develop your junior advisor. This will take more time than you believe it will to get someone up to speed. 
Okay. So one piece is schedule time to develop your junior advisor. I'd recommend no less than five hours a week of dedicated time just to, to develop your junior advisor. Now I'm assuming you have a junior advisor. You don't have a junior advisor. Whole nother episode here could be on how to go find one. Uh, but I'm going to assume you've got someone on your team that's there today and not necessarily completely up to speed. Second thing I want you to do is I want you to commit to that junior advisor, not only the five hours a week, but I want you to segment your client base. So if you've got 300 families that represent your your book of business today, and those 300 families ultimately represent that million or a million and a half or $2 million worth of annualized revenue, I want you to identify the clients that you want to continue to serve, I'm going to say three years from now, right? So at the end of three years, it might sound something like, I will serve 100 families and here's who these 100 families are. I want you to actually analyze your book of business, look at all 300 clients in that example and identify the 50 or the 100 or the 150 that you believe will actually need your expertise, your service, and these are the people that you want to serve indefinitely. And the next piece that what that will solve for is step three, which is if there are 100 people I want to continue to serve in my business out of 300, those other 200 clients are the clients that I will commit to ultimately over the next three years, might happen sooner, but to ultimately transition those clients to my junior advisor. Okay, so just to go backwards a little bit here to make it really simple, the first thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that we carve out time to actually look and create a vision of where we want to be in three years. We want to work backwards, break that down into what we need to accomplish in the next 12 months. Ultimately, after we've broken down what we're going to accomplish in the next 12 months, I want you to take that 90-day increments, 90-day increments, what you're going to actually accomplish in the next 90 days, the following 90 days, so on, et cetera, for the full 12 months. The next thing I want to do is part of the plan needs to be no less than, it can be more, no less than five hours of your time a week. Could be at six in the morning, seven in the morning, could be during lunch, but where you're going to develop your junior advisor and teach he or she what you believe they need to be brought up to speed on so that they can ultimately properly serve these particular clients in your business. Third thing I want you to do is I want you to segment your book of business to determine who you want to serve indefinitely, or at least for the next three years and who you want your junior advisor to ultimately serve over that period of time. Now, what I want you to then do is I want you to get really specific here, and I want you to look at the clients that you plan to reassign to your junior advisor, and I want you by name, by name, to determine how long first you believe you're going to need to spend with your junior advisor and still, until he or she can conduct a portion of that client meeting with your client, with you participating, by the way, and I'll get into more detail on that in a minute. And the next thing that I want you to do is to actually create a milestone, if you will, or 
or how many clients per quarter once you believe your junior advisor is ready to ultimately transition to that advisor. So as an example, I might say, I'm going to spend the next two quarters no less than five hours a week. So if you do that math, folks, that means you're going to spend 26 weeks of your time, five hours a week, which is 130 hours of one-on-one -on -one time with your junior advisor, developing he or she that you can be comfortable of their client risk. At the end of that six month period, you may choose to say, I'm going to then begin to introduce 40 clients in the next quarter to my junior advisor. And I'm gonna be part of that process and observe, right? Some of us have heard the old DOC rule, right? DOC, D-O-C, which stands for demonstrate, observe, and confirm demonstrate how you want the meeting conducted, observe that advisor, that junior advisor, doing it in role play session, and then ultimately live with the client, and then confirm that he or she is doing it at a standard that properly reflects the, the, the client experience that you'd like to have as the advisor. So I want you to get really specific here. As an example, six months of getting my advisor up to speed, that six months is going to give me 130 hours of dedicated time to develop them. We're going to then, in the following quarter, right, from month six to nine, introduce these 40 clients. So by name, I would start with the easiest people in your practice that you have the strongest relationship that's not on the list that you want to keep forever. And you're going to pre-schedule 40 meetings in that quarter, right, which only works out to be about three a week that you and this junior advisor are going to conduct those meetings together. And for those 40 clients, the expectation is you're gonna stay connected in that meeting with the client, and with your junior advisor for no less than four meetings. If you see that client once a year, it's gonna take four years. If you see that client four times a year, it's gonna take one year, right? So this is an important piece and that way the client also gets really comfortable because that client is meeting with you and your junior advisor together. And in essence, in that first meeting, we're gonna have very low expectations of what the junior advisor is gonna do. In the second meeting, they are going to have a pre-scripted role in that meeting. You're gonna determine what part of that role you'd like them to do, but they're gonna actually participate in no less than a third of the meeting, meaning conducting no less than a third of the meeting. By the second meeting that you have with this client and your junior advisor, they're going to do two thirds of the talking in the meeting. And by that third or fourth meeting at this point, they're gonna conduct 100% of the meeting and you will have now demonstrated, observed them in action and been able to confirm that they're ready to go. Now here's the great part about this guys, if you feel that the client isn't comfortable or the advisor isn't ready, you stay connected as long as you deem necessary. So again, out of those 40 clients in that first quarter, it might be that 30 of them are ready immediately. You're gonna get a good feel for this once you do it. So in, the, in my example before, in the fourth quarter of doing this, again, the first two quarters are training that advisor up, the next quarter, we're going to introduce 40 clients. 
Now what we're going to do in the following quarters, we're going to introduce another 40 clients as an example. And by the way, guys, it could be 20 clients. It could be 60. I'm just using this in my, my example here. And we're going to rinse and repeat the exact same process. Okay. Exact same process that I just demonstrated a third of the meeting, two thirds of the meeting, a hundred percent of the meeting. We're going to continue to do that for 18 to 36 months. And when you wake up 36 months down the road, you will be in a position that you will have a very comfortable process in place where you've been able to get your business down to your ideal number of clients that you'd like to serve. So you can go from being a one advisor practice, in my, you know, uh, in my opinion, a lifestyle practice, we'll call it, to a two advisor practice and be able to rinse and repeat. Right now, here's what's interesting, guys. You're going to work harder during that period of time than you do today. You got five hours of training. You're still doing the exact same amount of, of meetings as you normally would. But now you also have to have your junior advisor in there as well while you're serving the, the rest of your business. So it might be difficult. And this is where advisors get stuck during that period of time to, to you have to realize that you might not have any extra time to be able to grow the business, work on the business, work on inorganic growth, work on different strategies from a business development perspective, building CPA relationships, getting more referrals, doing events, getting out in your community. But go back to the dog chasing its tail, right? If you don't do this at any point in time, you will never be able to get out of working in the business, serving those two or 300 clients, and you'll always have the excuse, and it is an excuse that I can't grow the business, I can't do all this other stuff because I'm so busy serving my clients. So I'm passionate about this because it's one of the ways that my wealth management firm has truly been able to scale and what I've realized from coaching a lot of advisors is advisors just don't know how to do this as simple as the process I just described. It's all about knowing where you want to be in three years. And by the way, a lot of times it only takes 18 months. But what I can promise you is this is not I dream of genie. You can't wiggle your nose and poof, have a junior advisor who's competent and have all of your clients that you think he or she should serve ready to just move to that advisor because you send a letter or you you know make one introduction and step away right um, now could you try it that way sure have advisors done it that way absolutely is that the best way to ultimately create success stack the odds in your favor to win so the client is comfortable the junior advisor is comfortable and you're comfortable? Probably not. So I dream of genie, wailing the nose doesn't work. You have to put a process in place. And what I just described to y'all, I've become uh, a Texan again, or uh, from the South, is in essence, the simplified process that we use within our business. Now, are there a million questions that the advisors I'm coaching on this right now have? Yes. Is there wordsmithing of what to say in the meeting? Are there certain tricks and, you know, uh, 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 different ways, let's say, 
to develop that advisor and things that you should be doing so that junior advisor is feeling confident and comfortable, right? Of course, there's a lot more than goes into it with what I'm describing. But what I wanted to really do today is just give the building blocks to this because as simple as it is to me, when I went through this with these two advisors over the last couple of weeks, they both thought it was like an unbelievably brilliant idea. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, duh. Um, it's it's simple business, right? This is this is what you do. You have a vision. You think about where you want to be. You put a plan together. You put some KPIs and different things that you need to do. You write those down and you track them and you keep going back to them and you look at things over ninety day intervals. So that being said, um, I think that's really what I wanted to get out today. So um, I just wanted to hit you all with a quick one, little different style uh, than usual. But I hope everyone found this valuable and it's something that you can implement within your business. It's small, steady steps. Stacking small habits is what ultimately makes a change. And again, if you only analyze it over a week or two or 60 days even, you won't feel like you got any results. But if you can stick to the system that I just described or something that looks like it, you could deviate some, of course, if you look up in a year or two or three, you'll find yourself in a driver's seat, having a better quality of life, serving less clients with more thinking time on your hands so that you could spend more time working on the business, less time working in the business and really be able to achieve quantum growth within your practice. So hope everybody enjoyed it. See you again in a couple of weeks and uh, hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.